three. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the C-Squared Podcast. Your host, Curtis, my co-host, Aaliyah. And today we are back here with Flight of Icarus from Metal Trenches. I almost, almost, almost was going to start singing the Iron Maiden song and I decided not to. But uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome back. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a topic that is very near and dear to all of our hearts, which is going to be cringe metal versus gateway metal, apparently. Uh, I believe this was was started by uh, Flight of Icarus a few days ago or last week with a video that he did. Um, I have not watched the video. I have to admit, Aaliyah did. You're missing I'm out. So, I'm sorry. I planned <laughs> on it. You gotta watch it, Curtis. It's I pl- really I planned I planned on it, but my kids were having meltdowns all day, so I wasn't able to. Uh, oh. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> um, so, anyways, to start this off, I'm gonna hand it over to Aaliyah to get the conversation rolling. Sure. So, just a little bit of context because. Uh, just so it's not out of the blue, um, we were recently just talking with a guest about gateway metal and bands like Metallica were brought up. Um, These are bands that are like well-respected by metalheads. And then, you know, I was starting to think, well, what about bands like mm, Five Finger Death Punch or something like that, that are more relegated under the umbrella of cringe, perhaps. (laughs) Um, And yeah, Flight of Icarus just did an excellent video a tier list of the cringiest bands in metal. I recommend everyone go check it out. Um, so just to kick things off, let's start with a broad question. What do you think is the difference between gateway metal and cringe metal? I mean, it's an interesting question because I think there's a lot of overlap there. And I, I, had, I didn't even think about it when I was making that cringe tier list, but a lot of the bands on that list most certainly would be good potential gateway bands too. And I think that's a disclaimer too, is I always say like cringe doesn't always mean like bad. They're not one in the same. Like there are plenty of cringe bands that I enjoy and I find to be fun. Um, it's just a matter of like the lyrics and the topics and kind of the over dramatic side of it sometimes. So as far as like, is there a difference? It's like, I don't know, I guess the extra, so so a gateway band, let's look at something like Metallica, um, which ended up on the cringe list too, but extremely low because they have their cringy moments with certain songs, but they're not like really over. I don't think of them necessarily. Like when I think of the most cringe bands, they're definitely not the first thing that oh, comes I don't to mind. Either. Yeah, but they're definitely like a gateway band. And also, I think that something like Ice Nine Kills is definitely also probably a big gateway band for a lot of kids right now, because they're they're pretty big. Same with like Motionless and White. I think those are definitely solid gateway bands. You got to start somewhere, I always say, but they also just happen to be pretty high on on cringe <laughs> when it comes to the lyrics the the makeup the image i included slipknot on there too and the fact is like slipknot was my gateway band like that was probably the biggest gateway band for me was when their debut came out but i can self reflect and look back on you know some of the lyrics the fact that they even wear it i mean i wear a mask so i joke that like i'm cringe too so like there's definitely something to be said about how cringy that is so i think there's a, a lot of overlap there but it's just that extra layer of okay they're they're accessible but they also do that little extra something that kind of makes you like especially reflecting back on it probably kind of be like Ugh. <laughs> it's it's a little cheesy at least i don't know if that answers the question or not yeah, I think so. Curtis, you got a 
Curtis, we cannot hear you. <laughs> I'm gonna bring out the bingo ah. card. Can you hear me now? Yes. Perfect. Uh, so I have a gotcha question, which is basically black metal. Those are the only two words I need to say. <laughs> you know, that was in the comments too um, was it? of my video because <laughs> it's true. I mean, a lot of black metal just almost by its very nature, especially if you're not, it's funny too, because it sort of depends on, are you in the in crowd or are you on the outside? And I think to people who like are deep practitioners of black metal, so to say, it's not cringe. It's it's like the lifestyle. But if you're on the outside of that, looking in at people walking around with the corpse paint and all the lyrics about death and misery, and and it's it's very, <laughs> you know, I I joked on Twitter the other day too, like maybe a couple months ago, that there's not that much of a degree of separation between black metal elitists and hardcore elitists. It's just a matter of they they choose different like fashion and and uh, lifestyle so to speak but they kind of have similar attitudes but yeah absolutely i think b black metal is definitely included in there even though i'm a big fan of it myself <laughs> i agree yeah and, and that kind of leads into another topic i was thinking about it's like is there are there other genres where like being cringe is kind of more accepted or more common yeah i i think the two main ones that come to mind i mean number one is new metal like new metal is just like brimming with cringe. In fact, I was considering doing a, a specifically new metal bands ranked by cringe level, and I may still do that. But I started to kind oh, of like please, please piece, do that. <laughs> I started to piece it out in front of myself, and I was like, "Fuck, this is really hard. <laughs> like this is this is difficult because there's so much to unpack there. And again, a lot of those bands ended up on the main list, but even if we expand beyond the ones I included to corn, Mudvayne in particular comes to mind, um, really a lot of disturbed on some level too. Like there's so much, and I think it's just, it is, it's sort of like part of the aesthetic. Like it is almost corny by design. And that's what I personally like really enjoy about it. Like I, I love just like I can't tell you how many times, like even in my adult life, I'll just throw on break stuff from Limp Biscuit, And I know how cringe it is for me to be in the car blasting this like white rapper <laughs> with these corny lyrics, but it's just so much fun. And then the other one that comes to mind is definitely Metalcore, because again, that already includes stuff like Ice Nine Kills. Um, but even especially now, like even more so, I feel like a lot of band, we joke that like, every metalcore band eventually goes butt rock is kind of the saying right now and it's it just continues to prove to be true like the latest parkway drive track is totally cringe if you ask me to the point that i don't really enjoy I like it, that one like, I, that was one of their few like songs i actually liked oh, sorry no. yeah no no it's all good and i always tell people too like you like what you like like i'm not here to gatekeep and and tell you that like you shouldn't enjoy these things because again somebody some elite will still come up to me and be like you like limp biscuits you're fucking lame and i'm just like whatever dude like you're you're the <laughs> i stole the um the office quote from um Steve Carell says at some point, I think Toby, he says, you are the thief of joy. <laughs> I think that's so true when it comes to those people. But yeah, metalcore is the other one um, where I do think it's not only accepted, but it's almost like it's just like part of it, kind of like with new metal in a little bit of a different way. But I feel like with metalcore, there's less self-awareness because 
like I can joke about say Limp Biscuit or Slipknot or something like that. And some people will get mad, but for the most part, I the vast majority of comments is people being like, yeah, it is, but it's so much fun. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Whereas when I do like a negative review of Motionless in the White or Ice Nine Kills, for instance, which I have, um, I get a lot more just people lacking self-awareness who are just like, take it very personally. And they're just like, I don't get it. Why is it cringe? <laughs> or they'll just get outright angry and be like, dude, you're wrong. This is the best album of the year. And I'm like, okay, dude, <laughs> you need to like step outside of yourself a little bit at least. Yeah. Well, so dude, why is this cringe? That comment, like <laughs> what if you had to like construct like a Venn diagram of overlapping oh, circles, I love Venn diagrams. Uh, what would those be that would overlap to make the pure cringe pop to your category? I mean, I don't know if I can Venn diagram it, but like the criteria that number one for me is the lyrics really when it comes down to it. Um, that's usually the factor that strikes me the most like in the pit of my being where I have that moment listening and I'm like oh that didn't that didn't hit right <laughs> like there's there's just something about that um and because because the look is there too like you just look yeah. at a band like motionless and white and like there is sort of an instant reaction there again I'm used to it because I I grew up on bands that wore masks and jumpsuits and like face paint and all this goofy shit. And so it doesn't really bother me, but that's like, to me, that's more surface level. It's more so when you have a lyric, like again, the, the example I gave, and there were so many on the latest Motionless and White album, but there was one in particular that was like one mutilation under God. And I'm just like that, especially that, cause that it just reminds me of being a little kid and you'd come up with a line like that. And, and the thought process very much was like, oh yeah, it's the Pledge of Allegiance, but I'm gonna change this one word. And now it's gonna be like so edgy and cool. And that to me, like when you, it, it just takes me back to being in that childhood and adolescent mindset when you thought that was legitimately cool, but now you're seeing an adult do it. And that's usually my comment too, because Spencer, I realized from Ice Nine Kills and I think Chris Motionless too, like they're like the same age as me. And so I can't, I can totally imagine myself at 16 writing these lyrics and you get a pass because it's like, yeah, that you're an idiot when you're a teenager and that's kind of how you think. But to be an adult and write lines like that, it just, it just rubs me the wrong way. And sometimes again, it can be fun. There are slipknot lines like that. But I think if there's like number one factor there, it's that very adolescent mindset of, and also like that really tough guy stuff. Like I said a lot about five finger death punch when you just like have this overinflated ego that seems to be making up for something that that's another element there that definitely like stands out. I can almost like smell the insecurity at that point. Yeah. I, I'm curious about something. You thought the new ice nine kills was cringe versus um, What's the right word? Fun? Because I go, I get the impression that they weren't taking themselves very sim uh, seriously with what I heard. They are and they aren't. Like, fair. that's a tough one. And I did get some comments like that. And I think that's fair. And yeah. I would agree that on some level it is fun, even though I didn't put them technically in the fun, but the cringe, but fun tier. Because I think it yeah. escalated a little too far beyond that for me, where I was fair. still able to have fun. But the, but the moments that took me out, took me so far out fair. that I was just like, no <laughs> like yeah. that, that's that's the line 
for me. Um, a good example. Somebody was even asking me too. Like the the someone asked me who was who really enjoyed that Motionless and White album. They're like, okay, which song off this album did you actually enjoy the most? And I said, you know, it's kind of funny because it's Werewolf, which is like the poppiest song on the album. It's almost like a '80s poppy, like Michael Jacksony kind of sounding yep. track. And there's definitely corny lyrics on there, but it's written well enough that it doesn't really bother me. It's just like, it's a fun danceable song. And, yeah. and I appreciated that. Um, Ice Nine Kills had some really solid tracks on there too that I did actually enjoy. But then that you have that key moment that again is like, it, it encapsulates the whole album for me, even though there's so many moments. But yeah. um, the at the end of the Chucky track, they do this little, na 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 na, fuck you. And I'm just like- I remember that. That is the lamest shit. Like, I'm sorry. And and I know other creators, like Quest for Metal says that that's like his favorite part on the entire I album. thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, and I, I get a lot of people saying that, but to me, it's just, oh, it's just, I don't know. Something about that just- it just doesn't sit right with me. And I do feel like the music videos are a little too try hard. And I'm a big horror fan too. So I even said in my review, like on paper, Ice Nine Kills should be everything that I love because I love yeah. horror movies, especially B movies. I love kind of like taking the piss out of like corny elements of horror movies. And I like metalcore, but something about how they put it together, even though they say they don't take it seriously, the way... I think part of it too is the way Spencer like kind of handles himself in those videos. It mm. doesn't feel like he's totally take like not taking himself seriously. Like I there does feel like there's some element there that like, oh yeah, even though I have this break in the like hip, the hip to be square moment in the uh, the American Psycho yep. cut on there. Like it is, I, I do kind of like that part where he does like the little speech from the movie and he's sort of yep. like making a meta commentary on their own music. But throughout the rest of the video, he's still kind of like flexing and posing and like kind of yep. like, I don't know, it, it's it's a weird balance where I'm just like, I'm never sure. And I'm like, I think you're taking yourself a little bit more seriously maybe than than what you're saying. But I could totally be wrong. I don't know. Could be. Yeah, I don't know. Um, one other thing I wanted to comment on, uh, Aliyah, if I'm, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. Cool. Um, is I think it's also could come down to the fact that we're not the audience for these bands. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Uh, like I don't know if I was 16, 15 years old, I might be totally into Motionless and White or oh. one of these other bands. You know what I mean? So I, I, I again, it comes down to yeah. like what's actually cringe and what's actually. A gateway band because i mean like when i was growing up in, uh when i was 10 or 11 it was all glam metal that's cheesy oh, total, yeah that's it's cheesy too. it's cheesy but i got into it that way you cheesy, know what i mean but fun yeah. yeah and maybe there is like maybe the overlap's even bigger like if we're going back to the venn diagram thing like yeah. maybe those two overlapping circles are almost on top of each other because i mean it is it's what appeals to that adolescent kind of mindset and i agree yeah. with you like if i was 16 now I probably would be listening to stuff like Motionless and White exactly. and Kills, looking yeah. back at what I was listening to then. Like even <laughs> it's been really fun doing my new metal tier list album by album and walking through it because it's taking me back to all these albums I used to listen to. Some of them still hold up really well. Some of them <laughs> I still have fun with them, but I listen to lyrics and I'm like, oh man, like Head PE has some lyrics on those albums that you would not write <laughs> today. Like it, it just would not fly. Um, I mean, maybe they still would, I don't know. 
but um dope too on some level which they actually just put out a single the other day which i didn't didn't particularly enjoy but i think those are good examples of bands that you know they they're like super cringe and kind of lame on some level but i still have some nostalgia for them because i got into them at that age so again in terms of the gateway piece i don't begrudge anybody like i don't hate people for enjoying those bands like i think that's where i draw the line i do get irritated when i see when i see creators be like this band sucks and you shouldn't listen to them and they're just absolute garbage like i don't want to be that person like i want it to be lighthearted. we're having fun we're being a little self-aware we're recognizing that everybody has bands that they enjoy that are kind of cringe and that's fine um, and and I think that is a fair like gateway element that if if it brings people into the scene and ultimately maybe down the road they get into something like Imperial Triumphants or Gorguts or whatever then that's great you know whatever I agree uh, which brings me to the to the ultimate question which uh, I should probably let Leah speak next because she hasn't asked anything in the last, <laughs> last few minutes uh, but. Yeah. Well, I think like, but at the same time, I mean, like you said, they also do can do a lot of good, like a really good example is our all all time favorite band, Nickelback, who are a little <laughs> bit on the heavier side, they have gotten people into heavier music, they have, they have, totally. uh, and uh, they have catchy songs, they've probably sold more albums than almost anybody else in the world outside of like Metallica and ACDC in the last, I don't know, 30, 20 years or whatever, however long they've been around. Uh, but everybody calls them cringe, and everybody hates them. Well, it doesn't help that they have that song that has the lyrics. I like the pants around your feet. I like the white stains on your dress. <laughs> I know, I know, but they're 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 cringe though. But they are good as a gateway band, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh, totally. Yeah. Again, they yeah. can be one and the same. And I am also yeah. I'm I'm the pillar. I always say of like just because a band even has like cancelable lyrics, like I'm anti cancel anybody. I'm like you can write whatever you want. It's art. You don't have to like it you don't have to hate it, you know, it, it's yep. whatever, but that definitely factors in. <laughs> and I think about it more now than I did back then. That's for sure. But that right. line in particular, I remember when I heard that on the radio the first time when I was like 16, 17. And even then I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like there's no chill to this song. <laughs> Anyways, Aaliyah, you go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I'm kind of thinking like similar lines as you guys, like, the, the what we find cringe now is what the teenagers are kind of attracted to because they're teenagers and like I think about the fact that I got so into Evanescence that little sad girl like emo mm-hmm. music and I'm like listen and I think it does kind of hold up pretty well um still yeah. but there is that element of like emo like immaturity to it that yeah it's not it's not the same place I'm at now as an adult and so, yeah, I think, oh, is being cringe a strategy for bands to like actually appeal to younger bands, I, younger fans? I do wonder that sometimes because um, it does work. Like you look at some of the most high selling, most successful bands right now. And if I'm being really just blunt and honest, and this is going to be really blunt and honest, but I'm just going to put it out there. They either have a really attractive female vocalist and very talented too, I'll add, because that's why I enjoy some of those bands. You have to be both. You cannot be only one. Yes, you can't be only one. Um, Because I've seen that fail too. I have seen plenty of other bands with a a very, by my perspective, a very attractive female vocalist who is not a good singer and they don't succeed. So you either need that or 
the other ones are again like ice nine kills motionless and white like these are the big like benchmark bands right now these are the bands that when i put out a video on them too like they are the highest performing videos um, because people want to hear about it people want to talk about it and it it kind of takes me back to what i've been saying about limp biscuit in a number of videos now is that i almost feel he's not the first person to do it but i think that fred durst is sort of like the progenitor of this tactic and shown that it works because like fred durst knows and has always known that he is a very i say divisive but mostly just hated like very <laughs> significantly hated figure in the scene and he just knew how to capitalize on that jump on it and market it just to the moon and is still doing it and is still succeeding at it despite the band being like while most of the other bands from that era have long since become completely irrelevant um that people still love them some limp biscuit like and again i learned that too when i put out my midnight review when he dropped that album on like halloween i think it was um that thing just took off um because i think part of it and there's a lot of factors there but one the diehard fans will always be there and they'll always watch it and they're always they'll always support it but the question is how do you hook in people who aren't the diehards and people love to see a good train wreck and so and i see that with my channel too i think i mentioned it on the previous uh video i was on with you all that like when i have a video with a negative slant where it's clear that i'm going to kind of trash on something a little bit those tend to be the highest performing videos. People love to hear about that stuff. And I, I, it's not the best thing in the world, but I think you can capitalize on that. It is a balance though, and you can overdo it and you can kind of run out of, run out of good faith. Like I, I wonder like how successful, for instance, Five Finger Death Punch still is. Cause I feel like they've kind of crossed that line to some degree where they don't have enough of that good faith and also people like are almost i feel like tired of hearing the the it's kind of like nickelback too like i think people are probably pretty sick of actually watching content on how nickelback sucks like they'll joke about it but i don't think there's like a high demand for that anymore but yeah those are my thoughts i i have a theory that almost everybody owns a nickelback record and just no one wants to admit <laughs> it i i i'll say i've never owned one but that very that very first single um, I'm forgetting the name of it, but their first single that was on the radio. That oh, was, you remind that me. Was, yeah, yes. That was that was kind of a bop. Like that, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that oh, yeah. was a good song. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't think I don't I don't have a record, but I'm pretty sure that my parents haven't. My wife owned my wife owns a CD of uh Silver Side Up or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh nice. So yes. I technically Silver have one. And and yeah. even though I don't own those records, I own plenty of other records that like are totally just unquestionably would have me kicked out of like certain circles like you know i'm big on like emo screamo um i my wife and i like to belt out like dashboard confessional like while we're driving places like vindicated is just i don't care what anyone says that is a great song <laughs> and it will sure. always be a great song so uh, the the message here really is like you do you but like also have fun with it and be self-aware about it don't don't get mad if people point out that's kind of lame yeah absolutely and i mean that kind of came up the the word self-awareness came up a lot 
a lot taking yourself too seriously and, and stuff, stuff like that came up in our conversation today quite a bit. So uh, as I've mentioned it before, it's the cardinal sin of metal to take yourself too, ser yes. too seriously. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, it seems like that's one of the categories, uh, qualifiers for being a cringe versus yes. just maybe just cheesy. Yeah, especially like, and, and again, like the gate, the gatekeepy people that I talked about, like to me, that's super cringe too. Like when you're that like down in it where it's just like, this is our, this is our society and you can't, you can't join it <laughs> unless you know these bands or, or the, the stereotypical guy who will go up to a girl at a metal show who's wearing a, a metal t-shirt and be like, name five albums from that band. Like talk about cringe that's like the top of the <laughs> the top of the top right there like don't be that guy like just just have fun like a community is supposed to be fun it's not supposed to be work and it's not supposed to be upsetting um at at every possible turn and if you don't like a band that's that's great there are plenty of bands i don't like but i also acknowledge that other people like those bands and plenty of bands i like other people don't like and they don't have to yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think that's a maturity thing as well. I know, like, when I was in my late teens and 20s, I was way more judgmental of other people's music tastes uh, than I am now. Um, I'd like to think that's an evolution. In a yeah. Positive direction. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's part of your journey, right? Because right. I, I can relate to like, there was a time where I cut off like no rap, rap is not cool. I only listen to this and then I drew the line somewhere else. And then for a while it was like, Metallica is not hard enough. We don't listen to Metallica, <laughs> just stupid things like that. And you, you grow and you learn and you grow out of it. But that's why, again, it kind of bothers me more when I see grown adults doing it. Like I can understand, I've, I've tried to like chill a little bit in the comments too. Cause I like to kind of like take the piss out of people in the comments when they're being assholes. But every now and then I go back and forth with a person a few times and then I stop and try to picture the person on the other side of the keyboard. I'm like, this could be like a 12 year old kid that now I in my thirties am having an, a bitter argument with like, do I really want to be that guy? Like now I'm being cringe <laughs> and, and maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um, we are just about out of time today, but I think we've covered quite a lot about what cringe is and if you, you can, now people can choose whether they want to be cringe or not. Um, and <laughs> Embrace not just, the cringe. I yeah. <laughs> and not just accidentally end up there. Um, yeah. Any final words? Yeah. I'm a guy in his mid thirties wearing a rubber mask and sunglasses on camera for the world to see, like, just embrace it. <laughs> just embrace it. Have fun with it. Don't take yourself too seriously. Life is too short and there's way too much like actual serious like a bad stuff going on right now and bad vibes we don't need to bring it into music where it's supposed to be our escape like this is our time to get together and have a good time and forget about all that stuff at least for a few minutes well said thank you so much flight of icarus from metal trenches go check out his youtube channel check out the cringe bands and all his other <laughs> videos and tier lists super fun content Thanks so much for coming on again and everyone listening until next time, make like a bull and throw those horns up.